millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. But, but you know, we're really, in, in for us, we're not really even into political season, right? And we're getting crowds like this. We were all over, over the last couple of weeks. We like to troll. We like to go the night before one of their primaries. We just, we do a little trolling. It's called, we do a little trolling. <laughs> Bernie Sanders was very upset. Why would he be there? Why, why? Because I want to win. I want to keep everybody up. Guess that's a good reason.
She's killed hundreds of thousands of people with her stupidity. We have losers. We have losers. Like never before. Think big. Tiffany. President Trump. The forgotten men and women of our country Tremendous America great again. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. everyone and welcome back to another exciting episode of red pill news live hope you guys are having a lovely day want to welcome everyone in do me a favor if you haven't yet please hit the like button maybe help me out by sharing the show you know Appearing on the Rumble leaderboard is all dependent on the number of likes. 
So we can have 100,000 people watching the show. And if you don't hit the like button, I'm not going to end up on the, 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 the board at the end of the day. So please help me out, guys. Well, we've got movement. We've got movement on President Trump's cases, Joe Biden's impeachment. We've got two new charges in the Kansas City shooting. We've also got a brand new filing from Hunter Biden's legal team. You'll never believe it. He's not a drug addict. He's an amateur carpenter. How did the DOJ screw that one up? Oh, I'm sorry about that. (laughs) Stamina. That's right. Stamina. Sit back, relax, and grab your popcorn. We're going to be right back after this with news. Well, bad news. It sounds like the Fed. You know what, guys? I actually totally screwed that up because I have a different sponsor today. I completely forgot. It's actually uh, my friend Rosie Damore who wrote the book Blessed. Uh, before we begin, I got to tell you about the book Blessed because it is a, an awesome book, not because of it's a happy story, but because it exposes some of the most heinous stuff that's happening in America today. So what is Blessed? It's a powerful book. It details a pretty rare firsthand account from a victim of satanic ritual abuse. Why is it rare? Well, it's rare because a lot of times victims don't even survive to be able to tell the world what happened to them. And if they do survive, they are rarely recovered enough to even be able to write about the experience. And let's be honest, the few who do speak out about the pain that they are forced to go through with the hands of their abusers, quite often they get more criticism than support. So the truth is that the world is oftentimes unkind to survivors of ritualistic abuse. And we all know there are powerful forces that are out there working to destroy victims to bury any hint of the horrors they experience so these sick people can continue to molest and to abuse children unabated. So just a quick warning before you purchase this book. This is not a bedtime story. We're talking about some pretty horrific stuff here. Horrors that were so awful for the author that it caused her to have dissociative memory loss. I mean, it's heartbreaking because through Rosie's ordeal, as she relays it, You get a real palpable sense of the betrayal that she went through because it was her parents. They're the ones who are responsible for the abominations that she endured. And as I said before, I wanted Rosie to come on the show for an interview. Uh, But because of the severity of the trauma that she went through, she's really got nothing left to give. She doesn't want to have to go public and show people her real face, her real name. It's going to just, you know, basically ruin her life again. So the book, at the end of the day, is truly an opportunity for Rosie to heal. She wants to get her story out, uh, and she wants to make sure that people are aware of the horrors of ritual abuse. And she wants to raise awareness about it. She wants to make sure this is not something that's going to be forgotten. So I want to tell you, it's a must-read. Not just for people who doubt the horrors of ritual abuse, but more importantly, for those people out there who watch the show who want to raise awareness about the evils that children oftentimes are forced to endure. The truth is the book is going to make you angry, probably because of the cruelty. But at the end of the day, as I said, it's truly about healing. And that is the awesome part, because Rosie was able to overcome some of the most heinous abuse that anybody has ever endured. Rosie was able to. 
Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Write this book and move on with her life. So you can get it right now for a special low price for the viewers of Red Pill 78. Get the first thousand copies, get in on that, and you will be one of those people to get that special price. After that, the price is going to go up. The general public does not get this price. You're also going to get free shipping when you order through the link in the description of this video. I just want to say, click that link below, pick up Blessed by Rosie Damore, and thank you, Rosie, for having the courage to not only speak out about what's happened to you, but also to be a sponsor of this program. So thank you very, very much, guys, for allowing me to mention that. Thank you again to Rosie.
Let me also say thank you to Esther G. Esther gave up chatting for Lent, and so I really appreciate you stopping in here and letting us know that you're still around. She says, I love you all. Red Pill 78. I'll be back to live chats after Easter. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, Esther. I appreciate you breaking the fast. Uh, also, to Porpoiseful, thank you very much for the cookie. And Cyber X Speed says, Zach, what is your favorite anime? Gosh, I think Akira is probably my favorite anime. Um you know, it's been honestly a long time since I've watched any anime. I'm not like a big fan of the overly sexualized kind of creepy modern day anime. Um, but uh, back in the 90s, like when I was in high school and, you know, I was reading comic books and stuff, uh, definitely Akira was one of them. I'll, I'll sit down and I'll go back through my collection because I have a whole bunch of physical movies from that time. And uh, I honestly can't think of any other the uh, any others that are really coming to mind at this point. All right, you guys. Uh, Glorious Patriot Zach, I sent you an email regarding the Stormy Daniels judge, Juan Mershon. Hammer that thumbs up. Thank you very much for that. Appreciate that. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know anything about that judge. I'll make sure to check my emails after we get done here today. I did have a bit of uh, sort of housekeeping that I wanted to get into before we really get into the meat of today's stories. So, I've had a number of people recently send me emails and text messages and say, hey, I heard that Rumble got bought by BlackRock two weeks ago or Rumble got bought by BlackRock yesterday. And I just wanted to put the kibosh on that story because that's fake news. Okay, if you got people out there who are doing podcasts and telling you that Rumble just got bought by BlackRock, it's not true. And I'm not trying to disparage them. I don't know where they're getting their information, but I can tell you that the ownership of Rumble and any other publicly traded stock is something you can actually check online. And I'm going to show you guys how to do that right now so that if anybody ever tries to pull the wool over your eyes again in the future, uh, you can say, you know what? Zach Payne at Red Pill 78 showed me how to actually fact check that. So. On Yahoo Finance, you can actually go and look at the ownership levels uh, for every publicly traded stock. So you go here to Rumble's page and it tells you what the average price is, uh, you know, what the 24 hour rolling price is, if it's had an increase or a decrease in value. And then it'll also show you the percentages for the majority stockholders. Now, it's worth mentioning There is no single majority stockholder in Rumble. So although some companies like institutional holders or uh, perhaps uh, mutual funds, hedge funds, they may own a portion of Rumble stock, but none of them own a controlling interest. So none of them can specifically tell Rumble what to do. Now, uh, every single publicly traded stock, when it goes public, anybody who has the ability to purchase that stock can come in. And at times, there are large institutions or perhaps perhaps uh, 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 conglomerates, if you will, of uh, individual shareholders who will band together to try to influence the direction of a company. But that's not happening in the case of Rumble. So 29.57% uh, of Rumble shares are held by individual insiders. 22.51% of Rumble shares are held by institutions. 31.96% of float are held by institutions. I think that float, I'm not a stock guy in, in uh, you know, I've, I've bought stocks before, but I don't do it all that often because I'm just, I, I can't afford to. Let's be really honest here. But uh, I think that float is like an options or something like that. Uh, and then 
overall, out of those percentages, 157 different institutions own stock to make up that percentage. Now, the number one top institutional holder of Rumble stock is Cantor Fitzgerald. Then is Vanguard. They own about half as much. Then you've got State Street Corporation. Uh, they own about one-fifth as much. And then you've got BlackRock, and they own just about the same amount, 1.3 million shares. Now, you can continue on. You're probably going to remember some of these names here, like David Sachs, uh, Ameriprise Financial, uh, Rockefeller Capital Management, Charles Schwab, Renaissance Technologies. And then you, you've got mutual funds who also own shock. The Vanguard Stock Market Index Fund owns 2.81 million shares, and then you've got 1.5 million shares in the Vanguard Small Cap, then you've got another 1.1 million in the Vanguard Extended Market Index Fund. Uh, and there are a couple of other individual funds that are also owned by Vanguard. Now, so those funds make up the total number of shares that we've got listed here in the top institutional holders. So I just wanted to show you guys that BlackRock may be one of the larger holders of rumble stock but they are nowhere near the holder of a majority they own 1.19% of the total rumble stock out there so the vast majority of rumble stock is owned by people like you if you're an individual person so that means that the uh, actual shareholders individual shareholders are going to have a greater say on the direction of rumble than say an institution like blackrock or even vanguard would So for anybody who's afraid of BlackRock suddenly, I don't know, telling Rumble that they have to delete your account or delete channels, that's just simply not something that's going to happen. Now, you look at a a platform like Pilled. Uh, Obviously, they are a a privately held company. Uh, Now, Pilled, they can do whatever they want because it's a private company. But of course, they are dedicated to free speech. So you know that they're never going to do that. I understand that a lot of people are worried that with Rumble, because they are a publicly traded company, if a certain company was to gain a majority shareholder uh, control, then they could influence that company. But I think that Rumble has specifically sought to ensure that their stocks are spread out sufficiently so that that's never going to happen. So I wanted to make sure that you guys were aware of that because I had so many people coming to me saying Rumble got bought by BlackRock. Uh, Tom, I don't know if you're out there. I made you a mod. I'm trying to make it so that you can go ahead and check with us on Rumble again. I don't think that ownership by BlackRock has anything to do with the specific issue you have. But let me also say that if you do have something weird going on with your account, I would hazard a guess and say it has something to do uh, with the growing pains of that platform. Um, you know, both Rumble and Pilled are growing platforms, and they're both growing in different ways. Pilled is really focused right now on the user interface. Uh, they're going to be rolling out some new stuff in, in the very near future, and Pilled is going to look totally different. So it doesn't mean it's going to be difficult for you to use. In fact, it should probably be easier for you to use. Um, but Rumble has primarily been focused on capacity and and building out their platform to try to make it as smooth as possible. And now they're getting to work on features and the actual interface. Um, But if you are having problems, it's definitely not going to be due to a a shareholder. Uh, If you do have some sort of strange block on your account, like, you know, we have only blocked a very few number of people, people who come into the chat and say, like, you know, Donald Trump raped E. Jean Carroll, something stupid like that. I, I don't I don't care. I don't need that stuff here. I want to have a good conversation and I don't want it to be uncomfortable for you guys in the chat either. Uh, so by and large, it's it's uh, it's pretty much free speech unless you're like a total dick. And then uh, I'm not going to worry about even attempting uh, to engage with you. Uh, so 
if you are banned and you think that you never did anything wrong, you're welcome to send me an email and, and I'll be happy to evaluate it for you. It's possible you accidentally got banned. Uh, or it's possible that there is something with your account that is making it so you can't chat, like Tom says that he's unable to chat and he's not blocked. He's a mod. Uh, so worst comes to worst, if you're unable to use your account to chat in the live chat, then just use a different email, make a different account, and uh, and then pop in because I guarantee that new account is, is going to be able uh, to work for you. Okay, uh, so... Um, Uh, okay. Yes. So I think that, I think that's pretty much it. Also, I wanted to make sure everyone was aware. If you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, Google Podcasts is going the way of the dodo. They're retiring the platform and all of the podcasts that currently broadcast on Google Podcasts are getting rolled into YouTube podcasts. Well, everybody here knows that I am banned on YouTube. So that means that my my program will now also be banned on YouTube podcasts. I'll be unable to publish podcasts there. So if you do have an Android device and you're using Google Podcasts, there are a whole bunch of other podcast platforms uh, where you can get my show. I encourage you to try to do it that way, or you can just go straight to my website, redpill78news.com, uh, and I believe it's forward slash podcast. Uh, it's also right there on the homepage, and uh, and you'll be able to listen to it that way. I would hate for people to not be able to listen to it. I, I do know that the podcast also is coming out on Podbean. So uh, Podbean, I know they have an app on Android, and uh, you can go ahead and listen to it that way if uh, if, if that's okay with you. Uh, yes, I haven't even blocked Freya. I'm not, I'm not planning on block, blocking Freya. Uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't want to block people. It's, uh, it, for the, for the most part, I just want everybody to be nice to each other, guys. You know, like, let, let's get along. Uh, we're all Americans, or at the very least, we are all citizens of planet Earth. And I think that we have a common enemy. Even if we have different nationalities, different religions, different political affiliations, the truth of the matter is the deep state itself hates every single one of us, no matter what you believe, no matter how you worship, no matter what box you check when you step into that voting booth, the deep state hates you. They see each and every one of us as useless feeders. They want us to stop breathing so that they can take over the planet and they can populate it with their Superman version of their uh, uh, their, their their genetic profile. I'm not going to allow that to happen. I'm going to continue to fight, and I, I hope that you guys will continue to do so as well. And just remember that uh, it, you catch a lot more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. So that, that's the approach that I tend to take whenever I engage in a conversation with somebody. You guys might also be interested to know, do you remember that video that we showed you uh, that was uh, going around a couple of weeks ago? A, a, a guy by the name of Warren, he's a teacher, and he had a, uh, a logic and reason discussion with a student about J.K. Rowling and whether or not she was a transphobe. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill which may never exist. But believe it or not, I may have found the next best thing. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviewers can't be wrong. Simply place your order now to get 51% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com. www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Now. Uh, 
at the end of that conversation, the kid realized that he didn't really know what he was talking about. He was just parroting what he heard in the lamestream media or from the radical left on Twitter. Anyways, that kid ended up, you know, realizing that J.K. Rowling wasn't uh, a transphobe and that perhaps there was a better way to approach conversations and uh, to use logic to reason your way into the best possible solution. Well, I reached out to that gentleman and he's going to be coming on the show and we're going to be having a conversation here about logic and reason. And uh, I think it's going to be a really great show. I'm really looking forward to it. And as always, I have a whole bunch of interesting gets queued up for the weekend. So. All right, let us get into what has broken. So getting back to the issue of that shooting that took place in Kansas City. In Kansas City, uh, we had initially several individuals that were arrested. It was two minors and an adult. The adult, it turned out, was not involved in the shooting, although he was widely identified by media sources all across the Internet. And uh, as such, he made an attempt to kind of reclaim his name and let everybody know that, you know, he definitely wasn't the person who was enacting violence. Well, now two additional adults have been identified yesterday. They were arrested, uh, and their names are Dominic Miller and Lindell Mays. And allegedly, uh, there were several other people who pulled guns in the process of this dispute. So the prosecutor for the county, Jackson County, Gene Peters Baker, said that Mays is allegedly the one who pulled his handgun first almost immediately. Uh, Peter Baker indicated that the bullet that killed the radio host, Lisa Lopez Galvin, allegedly came directly from Miller's gun. So the charges against Miller and Mays both include second degree murder. Uh, Now, there is a little bit more to this story because apparently the mother of Lindell Mays has now started a GoFundMe for him to help him get through this tragic time. I'm going to be the first to tell you that Lindell Mays is a piece of human garbage, and he does not deserve any money from anyone at all. I haven't actually looked at the GoFundMe yet, uh, but I know that there are going to be people out there who end up donating to him, probably uh, the sorts of uh, leftist trash that are propped up by George Soros and uh, the radical Twitter fanatics that support Black Lives Matter and uh, all of the other favorite leftist uh, uh, organizations. So take a look at this. The The New York Post is reporting that the mother of the Kansas City parade shooting suspect, Lindell Mays, has launched a GoFundMe for him. She wants to help him get through this tragic time. Well, obviously, it is a tragic time. I don't know how tragic it is for Lindell Mays, since he's the architect of this tragedy. Certainly, his life is never going to be the same, but it's also never going to be the same for uh, the radio host who was murdered, and certainly not for her family either. I don't think Lindell Mays deserves uh, one iota of sympathy. So this dispute uh, was uh, uh, categorized as Mays being the aggressor, uh, and it really gets even more insidious than that. So the, listen to this. Uh, apparently, Lindell Mays is now speaking out about what led to this shooting, and it's about as stupid uh, – uh, it's about as stupid and senseless a tragedy as you could possibly imagine, you know, just as bad. You remember the guy who drove through the parade uh, and uh, murdered a bunch of people, just, you know, drove through children and grandmothers. 
Senseless. Absolutely senseless. But Lindell Mays has admitted to randomly picking a target to fire at during a heated argument. So he was involved in an argument, and he thought it would be a good idea. This is the kind of low IQ stuff that we're dealing with here. He thought it would be a great idea to just pull his gun out and just start randomly shooting. Uh, There was uh, another gunman uh, that was caught on video shooting his gun while he was falling over. And uh, obviously everything gets real chaotic after that point. So who are these guys? Lindell Mates, he's 23 years old. Dominic Miller, 18 years old. They're both obviously young and dumb. Uh, and they were part of these two different groups of people who were kind of bickering at the Super Bowl victory parade. Now, Mays, for his part, says he feared for his life, which is, of course, why he pulled his gun out first and shot before anybody else did. I tend to think he's just making up uh, stories, uh, the, what he thinks people are going to want to hear in the aftermath, but uh, I, I tend to believe that uh, nobody's going to fall for this. So uh, allegedly he hesitated at first because he knew kids were there, but then he said, ah, F it, boom, 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 just started shooting. He picked one of the individuals in the group that he was arguing with, and he just started shooting. So this is a picture of Lindell Mays. Looks like something happened to his face. I don't know if maybe he got shot by one of the people on the opposing side. Uh, we also have a picture here of people running in terror as uh, bullets hail in random directions throughout the crowd. So the police have said that it took about 17 seconds for May's group and Miller's group. Miller is the other guy who was arrested uh, to get into an argument. 17 seconds. That's all it takes to kill somebody nowadays. You know, I've had some people mess me over real bad. I've had people... I've had people do a lot worse to me than talk smack to me at a Chiefs Super Bowl victory parade. What kind of a man does that? You know, I mean, like, obviously somebody who doesn't have the the mental fortitude or the intelligence to think ahead about what's going to happen when you start firing into a crowd of people. Oh, there were kids there, but uh, so what? Screw it. So as soon as Mays pulled out his gun, he started chasing a member of Miller's group. And then, of course, they're going to pull out their firearms. May starts firing not at somebody with a gun, but at someone without a gun, an unarmed person who was running away from him, shooting him in the back like a real coward. So then Miller and his group fired and then chased after Mays inside the crowd. Of course, they're running through a crowd of people. That's how an innocent bystander lost her life. And Miller just starts shooting while he's in between a couple of random people. Now, it was Miller who then shot. He was shot in the lower back. He fell to the ground. But then he got up and then he continued to fire in the direction of Mays. This is the point at which he killed a mother of two. That radio host, Lisa Lopez Galvin, she was 43 years old. She's younger than I am. She was standing up and she was looking at the parade, probably looking for her kids, probably trying to make sure that anybody she loved didn't already lose their life. And he killed her. So police ended up tracing the bullet back uh, from the victim's body to the nine millimeter that Miller had shot. And as he fired the weapon, The police were able to get footage of the incident, and it suggested that Miller was still shooting in May's direction, even while he was tripping over a street cone. Poor, poor mother of two. Here we go. Uh, This is an image of May's, I believe. 
and here he is. He's uh, sitting on what is that like? Uh, is that a Tesla or something? And he's making a gesture as if he's uh, pulling the trigger on a gun. Big man. Yeah, you're a, you're a big badass. So now they're both facing second degree murder charges. They're both being held on one million dollar bond. Uh, and there were also a number of other teens. Those were the ones who were arrested initially. They have not been charged with murder, but they have been charged with gun charges and then also, of course, resisting arrest. Those ones have been charged as minors. However, due to the heinous nature of this crime and the senseless violence of it, uh, their charges are likely to be upgraded and they might get charged as adults. So, yeah, uh, just disgusting, completely disgusting to me. Um, this is a, another really tragic story. Um, so the the people you're looking at on screen right now, th- this is a couple from Indiana, um, and they actually had the custody of their child taken away from them by an Indiana court um, because their child uh, <laughs> their child decided to change their gender and. Their parents now it says it's a transgender son, but I don't know if that's a girl who identified as a boy or a boy who identified as a girl. I'm not certain exactly what the scenario is, but they they did not want to call their child by the preferred pronouns. I don't know if it was just a matter of he, him, she, she or she, her uh, or if it was something stupid like, you know, cat or, or demon or something like that. But they're both Catholic. okay. And they're they're religious. They're raised in the church. They've got their faith, you know, Mary and Jeremy Cox. And uh, now they've been forced to take this custody battle to the Supreme Court because their son got removed by the state of Indiana because they would not use his preferred gender pronouns. Now, this actually happened uh, back in 2019 or it began back in 2019. Their son declared a there we go, a female gender identity. So. The parents, you know, being Catholics, they were like, no, we're not going to acknowledge you being a girl. You're a boy. We've raised you. We gave birth to you. We know exactly who you are. You're our son. Okay, and not to mention this flies in the face of our our faith and our religious beliefs. So what did they do? They they didn't become abusive with him or anything. They didn't humiliate him. They, they, They didn't, you know, call him out publicly. They put him into therapy. I mean, that seems like the responsible thing to do, right? I mean, they figure like there's got to be some deep underlying mental health issues and we need to get our son some help because for some reason he believes that he's actually a girl. So uh, they also believed that uh, besides this gender identity disorder, that there was also an associated eating disorder. So the only thing they could think to do was address both issues. Put their son into therapeutic care. Get the gender dysphoria taken care of. Uh, get him to see a specialist so they can help him with the eating disorder. And then the child will live, okay? And he'll probably grow up and he'll probably get through this confusing phase in life. He'll figure out exactly who he is. And if he becomes an adult and he decides, hey, I want to be a girl, you know, let him. All right? He can do whatever he wants. He's an adult. This is America. Liberty. However, the Indiana Department of Child Services started an investigation into them in 2021. And when it came to light that they refused to call their son a daughter, well, that's when the ish hit the fan. So despite the lack of any abuse, okay, no verbal abuse, no physical abuse, the only thing they did wrong, according to the state, 
was refusing to identify their their son as a girl. The Indiana officials that were investigating them uh, deemed that this non-acceptance of their minor child's gender identity was, in fact, the most harmful thing to the mental health and well-being of that child. And that, my friends, is what contributed to the eating disorder. And it's also what led to that child being removed from the household where they had grown up their entire life, where their loving parents had provided for them and probably done everything they could to ensure that that child would grow up to be safe, happy and healthy. It's society that screwed this kid up. It is the culture that we live in today that made this child believe that he was not what God made him or that he had or that he shouldn't eat or that he should throw up when he ate. I don't even know what it was. So he ended up getting placed in a foster care home. Now, of course, that foster care home is getting paid to place that child there. And who knows? Maybe they were some kind of sick abuser, as so many of them often are. Uh, But they confirmed the identity, gender affirming care when they go to live with a state appointed foster home. So according to Indiana officials, that child should be in a home where they are accepted for who she is. Now, uh, the court, of course, restricted the visitation of the parents. They could only come and visit their son a few hours a week. And they actually barred the parents from speaking to their child about their religious views. They could no longer speak to him about God or their faith. They could not speak to him about human sexuality or gender identity. As far as I'm concerned, these are things that only the parents should have the ability to speak with that child about. So after completing this investigation, Indiana made an about face and then they abandoned all investigations against the parents. They admitted that the accusations of abuse were unsubstantiated. Well, but here's the kicker. Indiana surprised the parents by arguing that the disagreement over gender identity was still distressing to the child. And that's what contributed to the eating disorder. And even though the disorder became worse after he was removed from his loving birth home and placed into a gender affirming transitional foster home, the trial court relied on Indiana State's original argument to keep that child from going back to his parents. And then they put a gag order in place to stop them from being able to talk about it. So basically, the court agreed with everything that the state initially did, even though they found there to be no abuse of any kind. They found the parents to be completely unfit. They upheld the removal of the child. And then, of course, an appeals court also upheld that removal. So now we got a two years down the pipeline and following the removal of that child, the parents are still fighting to get that boy back. And now they are being forced to go to the Supreme Court of the United States of America. This is one of the most tragic stories that I can imagine. And I have to say, the decision that's going to be made by the Supreme Court of the United States is probably going to set the next 100, 200 years of court precedents in situations like this, because this is an absolute dream for these sick pedophiles. They want to get your kids out of that home. They want to be the ones to have total dominion over the raising, over the indoctrination, over the uh, the ideological framework that child is going to be surrounded by as they grow up. So the parents speaking out about this, they said, this is what every parent is afraid of. We love our son. We wanted to take care of him. But the state of Indiana robbed us of that opportunity by stealing him from our home, banning us from speaking to him about gender, 
And we're hopeful the justices will take our case and protect our parents from having to endure the nightmare that we did. And here's the real thing. The Supreme Court's decision is so important because if this is upheld and the child remains in transitional foster care and the parents are no longer allowed to see him or to speak to him about some of the most important things that a parent could speak to their child about, this could start happening all over the country, not just in super liberal states. All you need is a liberal judge. All you need is a uh, Department of, of Human Services or, or Child uh, um, or C- CPS. If you have a CPS, uh, frankly, which I believe all of them are corrupt, even in conservative states, uh, good luck. Good luck holding on to your kids. Good luck raising your children. So it's tragic, and it's not the first time it's happened. I mean, we've seen CPS take children for lesser things uh, and for the relationship between a parent and a child to be completely ruined. Now, those are years you're never going to get back. You're never going to be able to repair that bond if that's broken. And you may have that child in your life in some fashion in the future, but what about the long-term damage that's going to be done to that child? If if a significant indoctrination is able to be performed on that kid, even if you end up talking to them later in life, it could be a different person at that point. Completely done. Horrible. Horrible stuff. And I was really happy to see, even though I don't care about Dr. Phil, but the man's got a platform. Okay, so this is why it's important to me. He's recently spoken out about the southern border. Good good for him. Okay, Um, but now he's actually speaking out about the transgender and gender affirming care that children are receiving in many places throughout the country. Now, I don't even know if Dr. Phil has a show anymore, but people definitely pay attention to him. And uh, even though he's not, I don't think, I don't know if he's a medical doctor or if he's like a psychologist or something. He's got a PhD in something, I suppose, if he's using the title of doctor. But people listen to him. People look to him and they ask him for advice. And uh, for parents out there who might be considering uh, supporting this sort of behavior and uh, allowing children to uh, endure gender affirming care. I think it's good that you have a a strong voice out there talking against it. So even more, he did this on Joe Rogan. Uh, They were discussing the finer points of this. And uh, he said that uh, the idea of gender affirming care, sex reassignment surgery, or even medications for hormone therapy um, are harmful to children. And I would say that that is 100%. There's no way around it. There are people who are identify as transgender They go through the gender-affirming care, and then they grow up to be perfectly fine. But there's a lot of people that really messes up. There are people who want to change their mind later on in life. But if you're a prepubescent girl or a prepubescent boy, and you start going through gender-affirming care, and your secondary sex characteristics never come in, uh, or if you start developing, you know, the, the various parts that pop up when you start taking hormones... It's very difficult to reverse those things. It's even more difficult to reverse if you end up having your genitals cut off or your breasts cut off. Uh, There is no going back from that. And then, of course, we have a major, major piece of damage that happens to society at large. Because if you have enough people, which it appears we do nowadays, who are receiving gender-affirming care, uh, 
Think about the years of therapy and the mental health issues that are going to arise from the people who go through this. And even more so, it's connected specifically with this radical left ideology. And uh, obviously, that is a, a a big problem that I think we need to address. Uh, Trisha said, Zach, didn't you interview a family from Europe a couple of years ago who had their child taken? Yes, it was Neil. Uh, it was a father uh, who had his children taken. Yes, absolutely. That was a tragic story. I've interviewed so many people who've had their children taken. It's it never gets easy. So Phil had this to say. It's interesting. They choose words like gender affirming care. They always wrap it in like this fluffy exterior. You know, that's interesting. They call it that. But really what they're talking about is hormonal therapy or sex reassignment surgery on children. And in fairness, the American Medical Association, the American Academy of Pediatrics, the American Endocrine Society, or whatever the exact name of it is, all of the medical associations have signed off on this. They've signed off on it, and I've talked about this before. It's because there is a tremendous payday that's involved in this. They did not use to cover this. Insurance companies, hospitals, they did not use to cover it. People had to pay for this out of their own pocket. I think primarily because it was such a um, a, a transformational type of uh, medical care that they wanted to make sure people really intended to go through with this. I mean, people aren't often going to shell out $50,000 to get irreversible surgery if they don't think they actually need it. However, when you can just go and call your Aetna representative or call Blue Cross Blue Shield and say, guess what? I want to put my kid on hormones. And they say, yay, that's not a problem. It has a zero deductible charge. They're charging somebody. Okay, they're definitely getting paid for it, uh, but they're just covering it under your insurance now. And obviously that cost is amortized across the board. You guys wonder why our health insurance is so much more now? It's because they're covering garbage like this. He said, I've never seen those organizations sign off on anything with less information as to whether or not it does harm or anything in my life. When I asked about that, when I bring it up, they immediately label you as transphobic. And I thought the deal first was to do no harm. Yeah, we've been asking this question for years, guys. What happened to do no harm during the the pandemic? What happened to do no harm when they're talking about making irreversible physical changes to the bodies of children? And they're willing to steal those kids from the parents so that they can go ahead and do it, so that they can create some sort of uh, manifestation, a physical manifestation of Baphomet himself. It's not about care. It's not about affirmation. It's not about health or wellness or any of that stuff. Uh, There is a deep, dark agenda associated with these things. And again, I repeat, people who truly have gender dysphoria, uh, who for whatever reason, obviously something happened in their brain when they were in the womb or perhaps as they were growing up. And they're the they're so unhappy that the only thing that's going to make them happy is to change their gender and their identity. OK, go do it. Do, but do it when you're an adult. OK, children are not capable of making this sort of decision at the age of six, eight, 10, 12, 16, even 17. I would say people need to be adults, you know, and as far as boys are concerned. I mean, come on, guys. When did you really feel like you grew up? Okay, I was like perpetually adolescent until my like my mid 20s, even though I had like all the stuff that I needed to do. I had a kid and a house, a car and a job and all that stuff. I I was still in an adolescent phase. 
you don't really understand the way the world works until like you've had to live it. And when it comes to a, a decision like this, it's just not something that I, I think uh, anybody should feel comfortable allowing to have happen with a child. And, you know, the, these people who are pushing for it, my God, uh, this is not this is not out of uh, a sense of care, duty or love in any sense. All right. Now, I want to transition from that into uh, a brand new election case that I just learned about that uh, I, I think is uh, is 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 a, a herald of perhaps good things to come. Uh, yes, Surter is correct. All transgender surgery started with Christine Jorgensen in the 1950s. Christine Jorgensen, as far as I'm aware, is the very first male to undergo female reassignment surgery. I don't even think that that surgery led to Christine being happy. You know what? Let's go ahead and look it up. Christine Jorgensen. uh, What happened? All right. So. Christine Jorgensen. Well, she died in 1989. First person to be widely known in the United States for having sex reassignment surgery uh, from G.I. to G.I. Jane. I don't know. OK, so I guess maybe the, I, for some reason I thought that Christine Jorgensen ended up committing suicide, but it looks like maybe that's not the case. Died uh, at 62. So, you know, God bless her. She was happy. She was happy. But this case, Mercer, New Jersey. Anybody here from New Jersey? I guess the residents of this town have filed lawsuit against election officials for their disenfranchisement. Is this a familiar story or what? Dominion voting systems errors on Election Day rendered all of the tabulators inoperable. Now, of course, in a perfect world, they would have just counted the ballots by hand, right? They would have just they would have had paper ballots. But I guess 10 residents of Mercer County, New Jersey, have taken their grievances to the New Jersey Superior Court. They claim they've had disenfranchisement due to a series of errors that are all linked to Dominion voting systems and the handling of both the 2022 and 2023 elections. On the 14th of February, the group that have brought this lawsuit lodged a 360-page complaint. Sounds like they did their research. It is laden with evidence. And it details the systemic failures that stripped them of their fundamental right to vote. It's a lot more difficult for these large corporations or for, you know, entire states uh, to beat back a case like this when you've only got a handful of people that can so obviously and succinctly point to exactly what went wrong. You know, if they were robbed of the right to vote, they were disenfranchised. That's a violation of our rights. And of course, uh, obviously, it's going to be taken to court. So. The complaint can be read at Wex, excuse me, Weffer Law Offices, and uh, they're attempting to expose the extent of the mishaps that occurred during both of these recent elections. Back in 2022, there was a crucial technical error by Dominion Voting Systems, and that error rendered all of the tabulators inoperable. They failed to update ballot IDs after the county made a change to the ballot layout. Sounds like a familiar story. Obviously, this is a pretty significant oversight. And initially, the county just did not tell the public. They kept it from the public. And county officials only eventually surfaced this error and told people about it because there was a public insistence on an explanatory hearing. 
This is a, this is the way they always do it. They just want to keep it quiet. Well, we, we can't tell them. We can't tell them their votes weren't counted. We don't want them to think that there's a problem with the election equipment we know there's a problem with. I need to put my drink over here so that I can actually get it. So the complaint discusses what happened on Election Day. It was chaotic and it was exacerbated by the series uh, of egregious mistakes that were made by the county. The handling and the counting of ballots did not go as planned. Seems like it would be very easy to count paper ballots, but apparently when people get physical things in their hands, their IQs drop by about 30 points. The people bringing the lawsuit, the, the residents of uh, of this area in New Jersey, they argue that the actions that took place infringed upon their civil, statutory, and constitutional rights. The voters of Mercer County are thereby invalidating the election results. So taking a look at the complaint, in 2022, Mercer County voters were supposed to vote by paper ballot, and the ballots were supposed to be scanned into tabulating machines at the polling location. However, those machines throughout the entire county failed to work on Election Day, November 8th, 2022. Isn't it funny? Isn't it funny how a multi-billion dollar international corporation like Dominion, whose only job it is uh, to produce machines that uh, successfully allow for the tabulation of votes for the successful uh, tallying of elections, that they don't do their job, they're just... I guess, physically unable to produce a working product. If I came on the air every day and I kept screwing up, if for one week I tried to stream every single day and I couldn't figure out how to get the stream started and I said to you guys, sorry, guys, I'm going to try again tomorrow. And then I just did it again and again and again and again. How long do you think it would take for people to lose interest and say, you know what? He doesn't know what he's doing. He has no idea how to do his job. So I'm just not going to bother coming to try and watch his show anymore. Do you think that maybe that's what they're hoping people are going to do when they recognize that their vote just doesn't count? Uh, you know what? It doesn't matter. I'm just not going to show up anyways. Well, screw that. OK, <laughs> I am not going to allow anyone to intimidate me out of the voting box. And I am so glad that these people of Mercer County are actually doing something about it. Dominion voting machines produced the tabulators upon information and belief. The reason the tabulating machines did not work is because Dominion failed to update the numbering of ballots after a change was requested by Mercer County Clerk. So the tabulators did not recognize the ballots as legitimate. This is an excellent argument for the in-house handling of elections. If they have to do something at the last minute, like change the size of the ballots or change the numbering system on the ballots, uh, doesn't it sound like just good business to handle everything there, local election officials, processing those ballots, counting those ballots, and then making sure that everything is on the up and up. I mean, it just makes so much sense to me. But of course, uh, having logic and, and reason as the foundation for your decision making is clearly something that just doesn't exist in modern day society. But the failure of the tabulating machines only affected the manner in which the paper ballots would be collected and tabulated. It shouldn't have affected the voters' ability to cast a regular ballot. So the district boards are responsible. They're the ones who are supposed to be tallying, certifying, and reporting election results to the public, unless the county has designated a counting center for votes to be tabulated. Well, the Bureau of Elections and the Superintendent of Elections apparently 
did not have protocols in place in the event of a polling place tabulator not working. They failed to train district board members on what to do in the event of a machine malfunction. And they also failed to train county workers and district board members on how to handle paper ballots in a manner that's consistent with maintaining chain of custody, performing statutory duties, and ensuring a secure election. So essentially, they didn't do their jobs either. It's not only the machines, it's also the dolts who are running the election as well. This is what happens when you rely on electronics or you rely on someone else to do the heavy lifting on your job. You must have total information awareness Fully be aware and cognizant of how your job works, of what the various duties are. And you've got to have contingent plans in place in case plan A doesn't work. So from the time the polls open, 6 a.m. until about 8 a.m., voters throughout Mercer County were instructed by the district board workers to vote provisionally when they should have been able to vote on a regular ballot. But again, everybody screwed the pooch. Now, upon information of belief, the instruction to have qualified voters cast votes by provisional ballots was relayed by district board workers by Nathaniel Walker. He's the superintendent of elections at that time. And there were a number of other Mercer County election authorities. As a result, Voters in this time period had their ballots wrongly subjected to the additional scrutiny of adjudication by the County Board of Elections, and at least 759 voters were disenfranchised and their votes were never counted due to this voting by machine when the defendant Board of Elections and each of the defendant commissioners knew that it was impossible for these voters to have voted by machine because the tabulators themselves did not work. It begs the question, like, where is the breakdown? Like, if they knew the machines didn't work and the only way to vote was by paper and in this case, provisional ballot, like who forgot to tell everybody else that there was nothing else they could do? Was there no one in the wake of this debacle that said, hey, wait a second, I know why we've got 759 provisional ballots. It's because the machines didn't freaking work. So there were no protocols for the proper handling of these paper ballots. And because district board workers had no training, no one told them how you're supposed to handle paper ballots. No one told them how to maintain chain of custody. There ended up being no chain of custody and ballots in Mercer County for the 2022 election cycle were completely worthless. You had entire bags of votes that ended up being misplaced bags and machines that contained ballots that were not properly sealed. At least 1500 ballots were found left behind in tabulators six days after the election. Well, considering the fact that elections normally take a full week to count now, even with electronic means, you think they could have gotten those ballots into the pile there. So at the end of the day, They have no idea how many people voted. There's no way to ensure that the votes they have recorded are are actually legal because there's no chain of custody. And the election officials in Mercer County uh, cannot certify the actual election because those certified numbers differ from the reported numbers that the state voter history files uh, had recorded. We're talking about differences of thousands of votes. They have no idea what the true discrepancy is. 
And so I can see no other way to go about this than to decertify the election and probably to get rid of electronic voting machines and fire all of the election officials there in Mercer County. So these are the key points, the key takeaways. Number one, they want to improve. They want, excuse me, there was an improper move to force the voting by provisional ballots and recording errors concerning those ballots resulted in nearly 800 people, 759 voters who had their votes rejected. They should have been accepted. There's absolutely no other way to look at that. Those voters were disenfranchised. I think that the argument should stop right there. However, there's more evidence. Other voters did not know if their vote was counted because the electronic poll books don't show them as having even checked in. And then, of course, we have those thousands of ballots in bags that were misplaced, machine counting ballots that were not properly sealed, at least 1,500 that got left behind in tabulators for almost a week after the election. There was no chain of custody. There was no tally sheet that was created uh, for the state. The counting of votes was not continuous, and it was uh, not public, which is, of course, against the state statute. You got a discrepancy right now of nearly 5,000 votes, 4,849 votes between the number of votes the county reported to the public and the actual number of Election Day votes that the county reported to the state. This discrepancy has yet to be resolved. How in the hell did they go on to have another election with a 5,000 vote discrepancy? Obviously, they need to change things up a little bit. First of all, they got to train their workers. They need to make sure they prevent all identified machines and polling book failures from taking place in the future. And obviously, if there is a failure, they need to know what to do instead of screwing over and disenfranchising voters. They also want a public reconciliation of ballots for 2023, 2024, and 2025 primary and general elections. No more counting ballots in secret. So uh, we'll be following the case of Mercer County, New Jersey, very closely now and into the future. Branty mom over on Rumble says, what, pilled is down? No way. Well, there's nothing I can do about it because uh, the stream for pilled is definitely going out. Uh, The only thing I can say is refresh the screen. Uh, Hang on. Um. No fix on my end, guys. Keep refreshing. It's a pilled issue. Sorry about that to the Foxhole fam. But let me say thank you. Branty Mom, she says, Zach, you're one of my favorites. Thank you for all you do. MAGA, make America great again. Thank you so much, my dear. Appreciate you. All right. Let's talk about Hunter Biden. This is one of the most, most curious and creative defenses that I've heard in a very, very long time. We've had a lot of fun at Hunter Biden's expense. The pictures on the Hunter Biden laptop are gold. This will go down in American history as one of the most important cultural and political moments of my lifetime. I am certain of it. However, Hunter Biden's lawyers would have you believe that The story is very, very different from what you've been told and from what the Department of Justice actually believes took place. That wasn't cocaine that you saw in the pictures that Hunter Biden loved to take. It wasn't crack rocks. No, no, no. Those were lines of sawdust. That's right. Lines of sawdust. Hunter Biden would have us believe that he's an amateur carpenter. He's doing a lot of woodworking to make sure that uh, there's that much dust that's piled up. 
So they just filed uh, a, a new briefing in federal court stating that the DOJ that just that, sorry about that. Excuse me. Uh, that the DOJ is mistaking sawdust for cocaine. Now, this picture is important because it's what the DOJ used to justify the gun charge against Hunter. Uh, clearly, we have a date for the picture. We also have a date for Hunter Biden's gun purchase. <laughs> Those two things uh, contradict each other. They intersect right there. You can't be a drug addict. Uh, check that you're not and then purchase a handgun. So. He has pled guilty, not guilty, rather, to the two misdemeanor tax charges and also a felony gun charge. Uh, and he's also trying to get the tax charges completely thrown out. But his lawyers are now stating that he was never a drug addict at the time, or if he was, those pictures were not cocaine. Uh, they state that the prosecution is flat out wrong. That Mr. Biden took this photograph and the DOJ is claiming it depicts cocaine. Well, multiple sources have pointed out, um, clearly people who are friends with Hunter Biden, and a review of Discovery confirms this is actually a photo of sawdust from an expert carpenter. And it was sent to Mr. Biden, not vice versa. Hunter didn't even take the picture. An expert carpenter actually sent it to him. Now, more specifically, the discovery identifies this as a photo of a photo taken in the office of Mr. Biden's then psychiatrist, Dr. Keith Ablo. And Dr. Ablo initially received it from a master carpenter. He later texted Mr. Biden stating, this one in my office is lines of sawdust sent to me by a master carpenter who was a coke addict. The message accompanying that photo was meant to convey that Mr. Biden, too, could overcome any addiction. The prosecution does not provide a date for the photo, but the message from Dr. Abloh is dated November 20th, 2018. <sighs> this is a Hail Mary as far as I'm concerned. Notice that they don't try to explain away the uh, numerous videos and photographs of Hunter Biden weighing out baggies of crack and having an argument with a hooker in the background. This really is no way to explain that away. And uh, clearly, there is a number of other pieces of evidence, even if this is sawdust, and even if it was sent to Hunter Biden by his degenerate psychiatrist, uh, making a joke about cocaine looking, excuse me, sawdust looking like cocaine. Uh, there is ample evidence to suggest that Hunter Biden was under the influence of drugs at the time of his purchase of that weapon. There is also clear evidence that Hunter Biden lied on that form because he's made several public statements regarding his ongoing problems with drugs and alcohol. Uh, and uh, there, I believe that he was even uh, in and out of rehab at that exact same time. So even if this is sawdust, Hunter Biden is no carpenter, clearly. And the only thing that he can identify as is a career drug addict. The man has never held a steady job. The man has never had a career other than managing his family's corrupt criminal enterprise. And then at the same time, uh, paying women to give him foot jobs uh, while he smokes crack cocaine. Hunter Biden is a pro. He is he's got a Ph.D. in foot job crack cocaine uh, uh, sessions. And so I don't think he's going to get off. I hope that Hunter Biden gets 25 years in prison. That's what the maximum penalty is. 
And I don't really believe that that is a realistic outcome under the current Department of Justice. If this case drags on long enough and doesn't conclude until the next administration, I think Hunter Biden is going to be looking at at least some time in prison. So since Hild is down, I don't know, fading in and out, Zach, other platforms are not fading in and out. I mean, I'm not fading in and out. There is something wrong with Pilled because uh, Foxhole, everybody else is, is hearing me just fine. All the other platforms are working just fine. There's got to be something going on with Foxhole, guys. So uh, to look it, look again at Shrink's name. Keith Ablo. Oh, Ablo. Yeah, Keith Ablo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Uh, let me say thank you to uh, Porpoiseful and CyberXP, Nikaz808, dropping some shades, buddy. Appreciate you. NetFolks1, thank you for the can. Uh, 123SKG, thank you for the can. FilterDog, again, says verify before you share. Uh, Sean Joe, thank you for the cookie. CyberXP says GrayJ is a fantastic Android app where you can follow creators, not platforms. I am aware of GrayJ, and I know that they are currently in some sort of uh, dust-up with YouTube directly, and I and since YouTube is owned by Google, I wasn't sure if if you, Google was going to continue uh, to allow that app to be available in, on Android. But Gray J allows you to follow the creator, and their content will be pulled from wherever they are. So yes, uh, Gray J is a, a legitimate uh, uh, method of downloading the show. Zach, why are you buffering so much while other streams are not? I, I don't know, honestly. I mean, I I, I have. Two gigabyte fiber. I have a two gigabyte fiber connection, um, and this is the same settings that I use every single day. Uh, the only thing I can say is, you know, there's got to be some issue happening with Pilled. Uh, and uh, Raising Kane, thank you for the cookie. Porpoiseful, thank you. Allison, thank you. Netfolks, thank you. Filterdog One says, please talk to the mats about why your show is spinning. Only your show is for some reason. There's absolutely nothing I can do about right now. I will mention it to them. After the show, Leanne 63, thank you for the cookie. PQuest, NetFolks, and D Dallad says, great show. So, yes, if you're having issues on Pilled, try to lower the resolution of the show because, like I said, man, uh, this is the exact same settings that I have every single day, and there is no problems. Normally, normally, Pilled is the best place that you can watch because it's always perfect. And I'm looking at it on Rumble, and everything works on Rumble. Rumble's rocking. I got people saying it's good on Rumble. It uh, looks like it's good on Twitter. Looks like it's good over there on Getter as well. It's only a problem on Pilled. So if somebody else out there can maybe message the mats, I would appreciate it because I can't do it while I'm working. But before we continue on with the latter half of the program, guys, I uh, just need to remind you about the sponsors of the second half of tonight's show. Uh, first of all, let me... Bring up, and of course, it doesn't work properly. Uh, it's going to begin with my friends at onenessdrops.com. Onenessdrops.com, of course, is your place to purchase your chlorine dioxide water purification kits. You get parts A and B. You mix them together. 
It is uh, antibacterial, antiviral, uh, not medical advice, but it's known as the universal antidote by a lot of people because it is great for a number of different uses. But primarily in this instance, it's um, uh, it's approved for water purification. It will allow you to take nasty water, dirty water, make it clean. Uh, this would be something you want to take when you go out hiking or if you go camping uh, if you just want to have it in your bug out bag or you want to keep it in your medicine cabinet, I actually put chlorine dioxide in my animal's water every single day. And the chlorine dioxide in the water helps clean their teeth. It, uh, I also use chlorine dioxide as a mouthwash. Uh, and incidentally, I went to the dentist yesterday and she was super impressed with how clean my teeth were. She said I, she didn't really have to do much to them at all. And I said, hey, I want to do everything I can to keep every single one of these teeth. So I'm figure I'm about halfway through my life right now, and uh, I want to make sure that I don't lose any before I end up shuffling off this mortal coil. So thank you very much to OnenessDrops.com. Use code RP78 every time to save 15% off your order. Uh, also, don't forget about our good friend Mike Lindell at MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. Use code RP78 to save up to 80% off every single time you purchase. These are, of course, American-made products designed by Mike Lindell, the champion of election integrity here in the United States. Uh, and uh, also, you can get so many different things. I believe they have everything for your bedroom, everything for your bathroom. They're also now selling uh, uh, stuff for your pet. They're they're selling uh, supplements. There's pretty much everything you get right now. You can get it on MyPillow.com. And I'm a big fan of the Giza Dream Sheets. I love the MyPillow 2.0. Uh, love the slippers and the bathrobes. They've even got mattresses now. So uh, check them out, MyPillow.com, and use code RP78 to save up to 80% off. If you need emergency food, the place to go is PrepareWithRedPill78.com. You Right now, you can get $60 off a four-week supply of emergency food. These are uh, 2,000-calorie-a-day meals, breakfasts, lunches, and dinners. And, of course, if anything happens in society where the food chain uh, is broken, uh, the supply chain, excuse me, is broken, and you're unable to go to the grocery store, uh, or perhaps you're unable to leave your house for whatever reason, having emergency food on hand is going to allow you to make sure that you and your family continue to thrive. Obviously, that's what we want to happen. So head on over to My Patriot Supply at preparewithredpill78.com. And then finally, don't forget about our friends over at C60Evo, c60evo.com forward slash redpill78. Use code redpill78 to save 10% off your order each and every time. If you don't know about C60, definitely check out the interviews I've done with the owners of the company. And thank you to everyone for sponsoring the program and uh, also to all of you at home as well. And something I don't say, oh my God, I'm bleeding. Something I don't say enough is thank you to all of the uh, viewers of the show who sponsor the program by donating through the website, redpill78news.com forward slash donate, because those just come through as a, uh, as, as a bulk deposit, not as an individual donation like it does on Cash App or on Ko-Fi. So I just wanted to say thank you very much, and you guys are the lifeblood of the show. The audience truly is the lifeblood of the show. Without you guys, I wouldn't be able to do it. All right, so... Continuing on, not muted. Yeah, some if somebody is uh, not able to hear me, it's definitely not me. Um, all right, so 
Uh, Rakeland Patriot was asking about the status of the uh, impeachment that is currently taking place in the House. Yeah, thank you, honey. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know what's going on. I scratched myself. I guess need to clip my nails. So right now. The House is going through the process of bringing as much evidence as possible. Uh, Testimony was taking place uh, just today. We're going to talk about that. Jim Biden actually was testifying. Uh, Now, there is word that um, the committees that are overseeing this impeachment want to speak with Amos Huckstein in connection with the impeachment of Joe Biden. Uh, So Jim Jordan is the House Oversight Chairman. James Comer, uh, excuse me, Jordan is on the judiciary. Uh, Comer is on the House Oversight. They sent a letter just yesterday to Amos Hochstein. He's the deputy assistant to the president and senior advisor for energy investment. And they want him to come down and sit in for an interview. I'm sure they want to get him on the record and ask him some key questions about his part in the disastrous Biden regime. So we actually have a copy of that letter. Uh, asking for a transcribed interview with both of these committees. At one time, he worked at Blue Star Strategies. That may sound familiar because it was an international lobbying firm that was recommended by Hunter to Burisma uh, so that they could end up taking care of some of their dirty business. Well, Blue Star failed to disclose about $480,000 in payments from Burisma. And that is coming from testimony from IRS whistleblower Joseph Ziegler. Now, in the letter, Comer and Jordan say they want to hear more about Hochstein's work at Blue Star. They also want to know about his relationship with the Biden family. They want to know about any prior conversations Hochstein had with Hunter Biden and, at that time, Vice President Biden. Uh, and also, they want to know about Hunter's service on the board of Burisma. So, The letter says, we believe that you possess relevant information that will both meaningfully advance the impeachment inquiry and assist the committees in crafting potential legislation, including legislative reforms to FARA. That's the Foreign Agent Registrations Act, which, of course, Hunter Biden and perhaps even Joe Biden failed uh, to uh, to to register for, even though they were acting as agents of foreign nations. So the letter also mentions uh, the time uh, or right around that same time that he was working at Blue Star and Burisma, how they all connected up in October of 2015. At the same time, Hochstein was serving as the special envoy and coordinator for international energy affairs at the State Department. Now, while he was there, reportedly, he brought his concerns to then Vice President Biden about the likely conflict of interest that would arise from Hunter Biden's position on that board at Burisma. In a interview that he gave in 2020 with the Senate, Hochstein at that time declined to comment due to advice from counsel on the substance of that conversation he had with then Vice President Biden. So it's likely that what Hochstein and Biden spoke about could potentially be incriminating for Joe Biden, which means that it's all the more necessary that they get him on the record and force him to answer these questions. Now, as I was saying, Raikland Patriot was expressing some frustration that the impeachment hasn't happened yet. Although we know all of this evidence, it's a matter of getting it on the record for both of these committees and uh, likely uh, allowing people to impeach themselves 
and to further incriminate the Bidens in whatever way possible. This evidence has to be enumerated distinctly and precisely, guys. This is not going to be some fly-by-night thing. I know that you look back at President Trump's time in office and they immediately impeached him. Like there was no setup. Uh, there was you know, no investigation. They just impeached him multiple times. Well, that's not how it's supposed to work. It is, however, how it works when there's no evidence and there's no need to even talk to people. With the Bidens, we're talking about decades, decades, my friends, of criminal activity. We're talking about so many countries, uh, so many individuals who are involved in this. It's going to take time. So I just want you to remain patient uh, because I'm certain that Joe Biden will be impeached in the House. It's all going to come down to the trial in the Senate. And uh, even at that time, the Democrats control the Senate. So they're going to be the ones who are in control of the actual timing of how that's going to go. But getting back to this letter, uh, as detailed in the September 27th memorandum, the committees have developed a significant body of evidence consisting of financial records and testimony to suggest then Vice President Biden's family used his position as vice president to produce a positive outcome for Burisma, a Ukrainian natural gas company that implicated in a years-long corruption investigation conducted by Ukrainian authorities. The president's son, the vice president's son at that time, Hunter, served on Burisma's board of directors from April 2014 until April 2019. The evidence indicates that then Vice President Biden took official action at the urging of his son, and the effect was a benefiting of Burisma. So they're leading this impeachment inquiry uh, into Joe Biden, along with the House Ways and Means Committee and Chairman Jason Smith. Republicans voted on December 13th to formalize this impeachment inquiry, and it is uh, uh, continuing on because Hunter Biden is set to testify on the 28th. uh, And as I stated earlier today, uh, Jim Biden came in to testify. Now, I think that uh, our our boy Ivan Raiklin was there as Jim Biden was coming into the House because uh, someone asked Jim Biden if Hunter had smoked crack in the White House. (laughs) So who is Jim Biden? He's he's Joe Biden's younger brother, and he's obviously testifying because he's got a whole bunch of dirty deals. He's the one who took that that uh, payoff from AmeriCorps uh, and then gave Joe Biden a two hundred dollar deposit into his account. So let's take a listen as uh, he gets ambushed. Just got to wait for the ad to end. God, that's loud. Crack at the White House. He does look remarkably like his brother. That's James. Bi- <laughs> that, was, that, that wasn't Ivan. That wasn't Ivan. I think that was somebody else on the Washington D.C. beat. Hold on. I want to see if I can recognize his voice. Did Hunter smoke crack at the White House? Did Hunter smoke crack at the White House? Of course, Jim Biden never answered that. Um. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I wish I was in a position to (laughs) confront those people. Uh So what did Jim Biden testify to? Well, we have a little bit of information uh, about that. Now, of course, no surprises. Uh, Jim Biden covering for his brother came in to testify. And of course, he, he, he brought his attorneys. But 
Uh, he specifically stated that Joe Biden had no role in his businesses. Uh, I think that we all know that that's obviously a lie. Uh, Jim denied that Joe was involved. He said he had no direct or indirect uh, help in those businesses. So in other words, he expects us to believe uh, that Jim Biden, as his own businessman, is just brilliant. And he brought in all of these uh, these clients and this money. And, you know, he never had any sort of job or uh, any sort of skills in, in the exact same way that Hunter did. Uh, I think that he didn't he get busted posting a naked selfie on a, a grinder or something like that. So we've got four critical points that. Jim Biden really needs to answer for. Um, and Jim Biden said this uh, in his opening statement. Number one, he said, I have had a 50 year career in a variety of business ventures. Joe Biden has never had any involvement or any direct or indirect financial interest in those activities. Well, of course, Joe Biden's never going to have his name on Joe on Jim Biden's businesses. He's not that stupid. I mean, that's why he has his family do the dirty work for him. He says, because of my intimate knowledge of my brother's personal integrity and character, what what freaking world did he grow up on, as well as my own strong ethics, right? I have always kept my professional life separate from our close personal relationship. He also said, I never asked my brother to take any official action on behalf of me, my business associates, or anyone else. Well, what about when you imply that your brother's going to take official action because you're going to ask him? I mean, specifically with the money that he took from the hospital system and then he paid $200,000 to Joe Biden. He stated specifically that his brother could bring in Saudi investors. Now, as I said, Joe Biden never had his name on any of these businesses. I mean, and he was always very careful in the way that he talked about these things, even in the the secret emails that he had that he was using to try to avoid FOIA requests. But it's clear, however, that Joe Biden was directly involved in all of these things and no amount of backpedaling, no amount of obfuscation, no amount of lying under oath. Joe, Jim, Hunter is going to convince the American people otherwise. He concludes by saying, in every business venture in which I've been involved, I've relied on my own talent, judgment, skill, and personal relationships. And never my status as Joe Biden's brother. I, I never brought it up. Those who would have said or thought otherwise were either mistaken, ill-informed, or flat-out lying. Ah, man, it is a difficult pill to swallow to think that Jim Biden was able to build up his fortune with anything other than the Biden family name. Remember, that was the only product that the Bidens sold, whether it was Joe, Jim, I think Frank or Hunter, all of them. They were selling Joe Biden's name. So he continued in regards to the suspicious interest-free loans. He said, because of the episodic nature of the income from my consulting work, There may have been a number of occasions when my personal financial obligations have exceeded our available funds. Some of those large expenditures have been predictable. For example, I have three children for whom we had large tuition payments. Other expenses were not as foreseeable, such as medical expenses for family members and the hurricane damage to our home in Florida. In those instances, we have turned to financial institutions, friends, business partners, or family for loans. Some of those obligations were reduced to writing. 
Others were not. On each occasion, we did our best to repay the debts in full. Some individuals forgave the outstanding obligations. Let me just say this. If Jim Biden received a major loan from a family member or a friend, like a large dollar amount, we're talking $100,000, anything over $10,000. If he received a sum of money like that and it was forgiven and he never reported it on his taxes, the IRS would have a problem with that. Uh, Certainly they would have it if it was you or me, right? Maybe not for the Bidens, but for us, definitely it would be a problem. He continued, in no instance did anyone ever ask me or my wife to engage in any inappropriate, unethical, or illegal activity as consideration for or in connection with any of these loans? And except for the ones from my brother Joe, I have no reason to believe that he had information or even knew about the other loans. The committees have asked about those loans from my brother. They were short-term loans I received from Joe when he was a private citizen, and I repaid them within weeks. He had no information at all about the source of the funds I used to repay him. The complete explanation is that Joe lent me money, and I repaid him as soon as I had the funds to do so. Oh, good God. James Comer. He's the one who brought up, brought forth that $200,000 direct payment to Joe Biden. Obviously, this provides some level of plausible deniability for Joe from Jim. We have no record of Joe Biden giving Jim Biden $200,000 at any one time. Clearly, there was no loan paperwork that was drawn up. There was no handwritten note. There, There's probably not even a, sh- a handshake or anything like that. But this $600,000 loan that he received from AmeriCorps, who was, by the way, failing at the time, um, was, of course, based upon the representation that the Biden last name could open doors and that large investments from the Middle East could be brought in due to his political uh, connections. Now, Jim, nobody gives a crap about Jim Biden. Okay, he's a nobody. The person that they cared about was Joe Biden. Joe Biden was the one with the connections. Joe Biden was the one uh, who had the business dealings and the political cachet uh, to bring people in. Uh, And of course, even though Joe Biden met with the CEO of AmeriCorps, he knew nothing about the business. He wasn't involved in the business. This was a chance meeting. Man, you know, quite the coincidence, I guess I would say. Um, Also quite the coincidence that he also just happened to have given Jim Biden a loan without any sort of records or anything like that and then got the $200,000 check from Jim. At some point in the future, absolutely nothing to see here. I'll be interested to know what uh, the uh, the thoughts are from the uh, good men and women on these committees. Now, a couple of days ago, I believe it was Monday. Story broke that the whistleblower, the longtime confidential human source of the claim that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden had received $10 million from Mikola Zlachevsky, uh, CEO of Burisma. Well, it turns out that Biden's DOJ has now indicted that longtime FBI confidential human source for giving fake information to the, to the FBI. That's right. They're saying that this claim of $5 million for Hunter and $5 million for Joe 
It was fake news the whole time. This confidential human source, despite a long-standing and fruitful relationship with the FBI, he decided to throw it all away by handing over Russian disinformation to the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Now, I don't know the veracity of that information. I can tell you what, it resonates, doesn't it? The idea that Joe and Hunter were getting kickbacks for performing various duties or trading American foreign policy for dollar amounts. Yeah, it sure resonates with me. It sounds like something Joe Biden would do. Sounds like exactly the sort of thing you would expect to be happening uh, in that sort of corrupt criminal family enterprise. But all we know now is that the DOJ has charged this individual and uh, they are looking to take him to the ultimate conclusion. They want to put him in prison. And they're hoping that by arresting and charging him, it's going to clear the Biden family name. Now, what's interesting here is that we do know that Christopher Steele absolutely lied about the information in the Steele dossier. We know that Hillary Clinton paid for Christopher Steele to lie and produce that Steele dossier and then pass it out throughout Washington, D.C. and give it to the FBI and intelligence agencies. We know Christopher Steele lied. Christopher Steele testified to the fact that he made it all up. He was never charged by the FBI. Uh, We haven't even gotten to that point with this whistleblower and his claim of five million for Joe, five million for Hunter. All we know is that the DOJ is relatively certain that he lied. So Jim Jordan, he's wondering why the double standard? Why is it? Why is it? Christopher Steele walks away untouched. But in this instance, the Department of Justice decides that this lie is so egregious uh, that this confidential human source, despite his longstanding relationship with the FBI and all kinds of good information he's given, this one is the big lie. This is the fake one. Now, it's actually David Weiss, the special counsel, looking into Hunter Biden. He's the one who indicted this man. His name is Alexander Smirnov. Now, the funny thing is, he told the FBI about this back in 2020. He said that there was corruption involving Burisma, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and that it involved a $10 million payoff. And now he's been charged with one count of making a false statement and one count of creating a false and fictitious record. So Jim Jordan feels, and I think pretty much everybody watching here feels, that there is, in case, in fact, a double standard at play. That if they're going to charge Alexander Smirnov, then they should also charge Christopher Steele. Uh, Except that in Christopher Steele's case... Uh, the the blowback and uh, the results of that lie were much, much bigger, far more reaching. It, it essentially dominated the news cycle for, you know, five years or more. Christopher Steele, however, he actually worked for MI5. He, he was an operative. He was a super spy for the British. Uh, but he never got charged for making up the Steele dossier. Uh, Donald Trump, you know, even though he was exonerated, The mainstream media largely never even bothered to admit it. So let's listen to this clip of Jim Jordan talking about this double standard at the FBI. Of course, I have to wait for the ad. Oh, what a good idea. Warm knives for cutting butter. I'll get down with that. You see this black box right here? 
Well, I'm going to show you something. <laughs> oh, my God. They're going to make us watch an out minute and a half ad. We discussed this uh, FBI informant Smirnoff, and he's been released from custody. Uh, of course, he was uh, indicted for allegedly lying to investigators about uh, the business, the five million each. The Department of Justice now is accusing Smirnoff of having extensive ties to Russia intelligence. Hunter Biden's lawyers are oh, also claiming that Smirnoff tainted special counsel David Weiss's probe. They're asking a judge to dismiss this tax case in California. Your thoughts? Well, we'll see. Uh, I mean, I was surprised that I don't believe the, David Weiss had had even approached the FBI, looked at the, the, this this issue with this uh, confidential human source. I'm, I'm not sure he had done that until he's named special counsel. You know, they, they've had this investigation going for four and a half, five years. So uh, we'll have to see how that that all shakes out. What I do know is, again, with Christopher Steele, who gives false information about President Trump to the FBI, he continues to get paid with this Smirnoff guy, he gives false information to the FBI about uh, the Bidens, and he gets indicted. Doesn't seem to me to be the, the same standard. So do I believe that Alexander Smirnov lied to the FBI? Absolutely freaking not. No, I believe this is yet another example of the Biden DOJ playing cover-up. Like Jim Jordan said, the FBI knew about this claim back in 2020, okay? They absolutely chose not to act on it. They did not investigate it. They wrote it on an FD 1023. They slid it into a drawer and they completely walked away. It only came up when Chuck Grassley revealed it during the course of their investigation into the criminal activities of the Biden crime family. Now, regardless of the veracity of the information, it's the type of claim That needs to be investigated, that warrants an investigation. And yet for nearly five years, they sat on it. They did nothing about it. David Weiss, who I believe looking at this situation is clearly not meant to truly investigate the crimes of the Bidens or Hunter Biden or anything. Uh, His only job is to play cover up for the Bidens. Now, I'm certain people are going to say that, well, Smirnov got indicted. Must mean he's guilty. Must mean he lied to the FBI. Oh, I just don't believe that to be the case. Uh, one count of making a false statement, one count of filing a fictitious record. Clearly, the FBI is one of the most corrupt organizations in the federal bureaucracy. I don't trust anything the FBI tells us. I don't trust the Department of Just Us. OK, I don't trust the Biden regime. The Biden regime has one thing in mind, and that is protecting the neck of Joe Biden. They're not interested in getting to the truth. They're not interested in ensuring a a full, comprehensive investigation. They're interested only in ensuring that they continue to get away with it, that they keep getting that bankroll showing up in their accounts. So what is the actual meat behind the claim of Russian intelligence? Well, allegedly, this guy Smirnov has high-level contacts, or he has had high-level contacts. You know what this sounds like? This sounds very reminiscent of what they did to Carter Page. Remember when Carter Page was spying for the Central Intelligence Agency? Yeah, he had high-level contacts with Russian sources at the behest of the Central Intelligence Agency. And they just covered it up so that they could issue a FISA warrant to spy on him and everybody else in the Trump team. So why was Smirnov talking to high-level contacts in Russia? Uh, Considering the fact that he was working for the FBI, is it reasonable to assume that maybe he did it also at the behest of our own federal government? 
Smirnov is a U.S. citizen. He's got a dual citizenship, U.S. and Israel. He was arrested on February 14th. And uh, the claim from the FBI is that none of this stuff is real. It's all fake. Well, I got to say, as I have on so many occasions where there's smoke, there's fire. I believe that the FBI is dirty and I believe the Bidens are dirty. And I believe that there has been an exchange of money on so many different occasions. It is ridiculous, patently ridiculous to try to claim that the Bidens are innocent in any of this sort of fraudulent behavior that they've been involved in this entire time. Joe Biden never represented the people of any state of any country. Joe Biden represented himself. The Biden crime family represented its own interests. And that's all there is to it. You will never convince me of anything otherwise. So uh, the Department of Justice has just missed an important deadline. Uh, Congress wants to review the transcripts from Robert Hur's special counsel investigation into Joe Biden's own classified documents scandal. And apparently, the DOJ has not delivered that transcript. The House Judiciary and Oversight Committees, as part of their impeachment investigation, wanted to get a look at this. They had requested a copy of this transcript on February 12th, and they gave them until Monday, February 19th at 5 p.m. to respond. Well, in the same way, the FBI covers for Joe Biden. Looks like the DOJ continues to cover for Joe Biden as well. They didn't bother to respond. They didn't turn over the transcripts. They didn't turn over anything. In fact, they acted like congressional oversight is not something they have to even comply with. They said at the judiciary, we haven't received what we requested and everything is on the table as to what is next. The DOJ not providing these materials requested and the committees are soon going to follow up with the chairman's request. Likely, there's going to be a congressional subpoena. There's going to be some legal action taken. But as I said, the DOJ simply believes that it is above the law. The law isn't for them. The law is not for the Biden crime family. The law is for plebs like us, for the little people. They can take our money. They can take our freedom. They can take everything from us. And they'll never bat an eyelash at it. They'll they'll never care. They'll never care. This is why we have to remove these corrupt people from this system. And we need to fully take back our country. You guys, I'm going to have to call it there. I have a lot more stories to talk about. But unfortunately, I do have altered state with Brad later on. So I need to jump offline. And Lisa and I are going to be making dinner. Yes, I do know Jesus and I do know God. And uh, I have said on many different occasions that uh, Jesus is something that America needs. And without that foundation in faith, this country is nothing. You see where we're going. We're, we're on this, uh, this hedonistic slant. Uh, they want to destroy faith in God. They want to destroy our faith in something greater so that they can be gods here on earth but they're never going to change my mind on any of that stuff all right you guys uh dinner is ready it looks like somebody says okay i am hungry so uh looks like only thank you is to Polly 9363 at uh ship uh thank you very much we are having uh 
lime chicken. It's a special recipe that I made up. All right, you guys. Uh, thank you so much, everybody. Oh, Cyber X Speed. I recommend season one of Punch Man Online. It's a great satire of superhero genre, only 12 episodes. Punch Man is something that I have heard about. So I will go ahead and check that out and we'll watch it. Wow. Um, so they already changed the interface at Pilled, it looks like. And uh looks like that might have happened while we were on the air. So that could be why you guys were having issues watching the show. Yeah, it is completely different right now. Uh, so thank you very much to everybody for hanging out with us today. Let me pass out these gold pills. Uh, if you want to hang out with me tonight at 9 p.m., Brad and I will be on Badlands Media at 9 p.m. Eastern with Altered State. If I don't see you tonight, I hope I see you tomorrow at 5 p.m. for another episode of Red Pill News Live. Also, 4 p.m. on Badlands Media for taking it back. So until that time, good luck. God bless. We'll see you guys then. Hold on. Creighton wants me to confess Jesus is Lord. Obviously, Jesus is Lord. (laughs) I I don't know why you want me to say it again, but I have, uh, and that's it. Jesus is Lord. I got nothing else to confess. We'll see ya.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.